Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I'm your host, Gabe Peterson, and this is the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items for you. First, if you like this episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running far into the future. Second, if you're a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All I charge is our admin costs to keep this show running. So if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says, get the ebook in the upper right-hand corner to grab yourself a copy. With that said, let's dive right in. Today, we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have with us Dr. Mike Lawrence. For the top 40 under 40 in the United States and Canada for private mergers, acquisitions, and private equity, multifamily investing expert Dr. Mike Lawrence is an award-winning author, speaker, and investor. He has performed over 250 paid speaking engagements with millions in speaking fees, Mike's focus is on acquiring B and C-class multifamily properties located in Florida built after 1974 and with at least 75 units. Mike is the principal of Florida Multifamily and host of the Florida Multifamily Investing Show. I am glad he's a, he's a podcaster. I love having other podcasters on. And Mike is here today to talk about a topic that we have yet to cover, which is geo-niched investing. So I am super excited to dive into this one. Mike, how are you today? Doing fabulous. Thanks so much, Gabe, for having me on the show. You've got a great show, great content of uh, really digging what you're doing there. So really appreciate you bringing me on today. Well, thank you very much. It sounds like you've already listened to a few episodes, so you know how we start. We always go back to the beginning. Why don't you take us back? Where did your story start in real estate and how did you get to today? Well, I, I think that in order to explain it correctly and honestly, i probably need to go back to when I was a kid. I grew up on a dairy farm in Pennsylvania and the that situation was a great experience for me because I shoveled cow poop for many years before I decided <laughs> that I didn't want to do that for the long term. Nothing wrong with it. It, it just, took a couple it of years just, for you to figure that one out. That's, <laughs> that was slow, slow learner, man. Slow learner. <laughs> and uh, so way back then, this was in the early 90s, the um, Marine Corps had a program where you could sign a listing contract and they would uh, basically make a commitment to send you to college. So that's what I did. I enlisted in the Marine Corps at 18 and uh, the the enlisted commission program that I went through paid for full, full tuition scholarship, got a mechanical engineering degree. And it oh, was nice. a phenomenal experience for me. And I really, I just am so indebted to that experience. And so I went back on active duty as a lieutenant and did four deployments, 13 countries, went all over the world and wow. um, really 
I, I joke and I say I should have paid them for that experience because I would not be where I am today, nor would I be successful in real estate without that experience. And so I'm a disabled vet today as a result of that experience. And we, by the way, I'm going to put a plug for our social impact cause where we try to end veteran homelessness through a program called buy an apartment, house a vet. So maybe we can get into that a little bit today. But so fast, fast forward, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I had started two companies. Uh, both of those were not successful, utter failures. And I learned <laughs> a lot start of, out that way. Though. I learned a lot of it, a lot, a lot of lessons learned and got the, got the uh, scars to prove it. And uh, eventually uh, started and bought and sold two other businesses that were very successful. And so from an entrepreneurship standpoint, I always knew that real estate was going to be into the future, but I didn't really know when. And uh, I had lived in Hawaii when I was in the Marine Corps and bought my first house there. And from the time I bought it to the time we moved, it almost doubled in value over my three-year tour there. So it was like, wow, this is a no brainer. And I just thought, well, that's the way it always is. You just, you just put the money in, it doubles in three years. I'm, how, how, more, how else can I do this? Where else can I do it? And of course I found out that that's actually not the case. So we had been in single family investing for a little bit and found out that at the end of the day, it really wasn't scalable. It wasn't, didn't fit my mentality, didn't fit my personality, or I felt like the, the skills that God gave me. So we just eventually decided that after we sold our last business in, in 2018, that we wanted to move to where we were going to be long-term in multifamily. I had studied a lot of guys who were really successful, been in the game like 30, 40 years and talked to some of them. And they're like, you're not going to want to hear me say this, but what you need to do is you need to pick up and you need to move to where you're investing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and because uh, they said not many, many people going to do it. And it's just such if you're going to take money from people and you're going to go look these people in the eye and say, please write me a hundred thousand dollar check. Trust me, don't worry. I'm going to invest my money. You, you kind of at the end of the day, it's better to be local. That's what they told me. That was their advice. Yep. Yep. So we looked at three major markets. And all the best job growth, the best population growth, the best demographics, where were those going to be? And the data doesn't lie. It, it looked to be at that time, Phoenix, Arizona, Dallas Metroplex, DFW, um, uh, uh, you know, Texas, and then Florida. And so we just decided to pick up and move to Florida and just bite the bullet, go through the pain of doing it. And that is where this whole geo-niched investing concept came from. So that's sort of the origin story. And I'll kind of turn it back over to you to see how you want to go with it. Yeah, no, I love it. And first of all, thank you for your service. I mean, 13 or four deployments, 13 countries. That's was it 13 countries or 13, 13 years? countries, 13 three countries. continents. So I, I got I got and that was the problem. Like growing up on the farm, I didn't really I, you know, we didn't have the money to travel. So my whole my whole affect was I went to the guidance counselor and said, lady, I need a job where I can get paid to travel. And she's like, man, I got the perfect thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was well. the Marines, right? Yeah, that's right. Be a good one. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love your story. I like that, you know, you started out, you, you no experience, went into the Marines, got all that travel experience. I'm sure it opened your eyes to the different areas, the aspects of life, aspects of business. And then you got going in business and you failed twice. I, I, you know, I never want people to fail because pain is pain. <laughs> Um, but I'm sure, you know, you look back on that experience and you're like, you know, that, that added more than it actually took for my life. So, 
you failed, but then you got back up. You bought that house in Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii, come on, what better? The, the land is not growing in Hawaii, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it is not. My, it was a largely Filipino community where we lived, and uh, I got in a habit of going surfing with all all these uh, guys from the neighborhood on Sunday mornings. I go, I get up at 5 a.m., go surfing, we go to church, and uh, it was it was the good life. Uh, Oahu is great. Oh, Kauai is my is actually my favorite island, but uh, but anybody ever wants Hawaii travel advice, certainly reach out to me. I'll be happy to help you out. <laughs> I've been there, I think, three times. And man, every time I just don't want to leave. But yeah. we're not here to talk about Hawaii. I want to get into <laughs> um, geo niching. Or wait, is that what I said? Yeah, geo niche mm-hmm. investing. So, yep. you know, 2018 happened. You you experienced that, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, doubled your investment in Hawaii. You knew real estate was the way to go. You decided you wanted to focus after a mentor told you that, you know, you need really need to live where you're investing. And um, I've seen success on both sides, people living where they're investing and um, and not, you know, investing out of state. I, from my own experience, I think live being able to go to your property is priceless. So I, I get what you're doing. I get why you moved to Florida. Um, but I want to jump into it because you know, a lot of people, the whole investing out of market, you know, investing out of state, it's kind of the in vogue right now. Everybody wants to invest out of state. They want to invest where there's better cash flow, yada, yada, but they're not willing to bite the bullet. They're not willing to actually move there. So kind of take us through the process that you, and I'm assuming uh, you and your wife made, Mm -hmm. decided, yep, Yep. um, Yep. that you wanted to make this decision. So yeah, what, G- what, yep. If you if you really look though, let me just kind of tee it up and saying if the the multifamily syndication world breaks into two groups, I'm just gonna simplify it. But basically, there are two groups in multifamily syndication. There are geo niched general partners or sponsors. There are wide area GPs or sponsors. I if I had to quantify it, I'd say ninety percent are wide area investors and 10% are geonist investors. And when you just look, if you could pull the curtain back and look at performance and risk, by and large, now it's not gonna be true for everyone, but by and large, you're gonna probably have less risk and potentially better returns in geo-niched investing than wide area. I, I'm not saying you can't be successful investing in the state. I'm not saying you can't be investing successful investing in five to eight states, but the basic premise of force and mass, your resources, is going to uncover rocks that you can't uncover any other way. So I'm going to give you some analogies here. So in the central Florida market, there are probably roughly 14 to 16 brokers that run the big publicly traded shops that control the vast majority of the deal flow. Well, if you can be local, know their kids, go out to dinner with them, play around the golf with them, you better believe that it's hard to say no to your friends. And so it just creates an advantage that it's hard to quantify. It's hard to really put an ROI number on it, but I just know it's there. It's like, you know, Ronald Reagan, you know, used to say, you know, I I can't define pornography, but when I see it, I know it. Right. (laughs) So, so it's like that thing. It's that special edge. And so, for example, in Central Florida, we have approximately a thousand people a day move into the state. A good number of those folks are coming to Central Florida 
So what that has what that does is we're extremely limited on our C class stock of apartments. And we've got all these people cramming into a relatively limited stock space. And so if you can be a geo niche specialist in four or five cities, not four or five states, but four or five cities, it just generally gives you an advantage. And so ho- hopefully that that makes a little sense and we can kind of go a couple of different ways from this, depending on how you want to go. Yeah, no. And uh, I mean, that rings true to me just based on, you just said cities and that's super niched. You did, you're not even talking about Florida. So you you are niched down to just a handful of cities. Um, and, you know, I've said this, I don't know how many times on this show, you know, every guest says it, that real estate is based on relationships. It all comes down to who you know, not in the sense that, you know, you need to know spe- specific people in order to be successful, but you just need to have relationships in in your area in order to, you know, get things moving. Um, so it sounds like that is the that's that is the the competitive advantage that you have um, when it comes to geo niching. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. And just a, a one more comment about it is when you look at just taking a scarce set of resources in any business, whether it's multifamily syndication. And I tell you, one of the big one of the big lessons I learned in the first business failure that I had is I tried to be all things to all people. And Mm -hmm. I, I learned a very hard lesson that the riches are in the niches. You have to go small to go big. It's totally counterintuitive. Most people think, well, you got to go big to get big. Well, when you go big, you you end up getting small. Like I did. You get confused. Yeah. (laughs) You're highly targeted. It's, it's definitely, uh, easier. It's de- still not, it's, it's hard still, but it's definitely easier to, to get bigger. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll mention one more thing about this is that, so for example, most states have an apartment association that breaks down to each MSA, each, each major area. Uh, every state has them. It's, it's the lobbying organization for the apartment owner industry. And for example, so we are members of the apartment associations in Tampa and Orlando and like, all, and so that gives me access to decision makers that I get to see face to face that, you know, guys who aren't going to be here, gals who are going to be here, it's just hard to create those relationships. And so that's just another example of geo niching allows you, it's what we call inch wide mile deep. <laughs> I, I'd rather, I don't want to be mile wide inch deep because that creates risk for the, for the investors. I'd rather be inch wide mile deep. So. Yep. The riches that. are in the niches. I actually, I have my own story about, um, you know, thinking that if you just increased your, your geo targeting, then it would be easier. Uh, you know, when me and my um, partners were focused on single family, we were trying to do wholesales. I had this idea. I was like, there's houses all over, all over the United States. Why don't we just open our marketing and uh, we're going to get more deals? <laughs> you know, things are just going to work out so easily. But we quickly learned, you know, we opened up our PPC ad- advertising. We got a ton of leads, uh, but we quickly learned that in order to move any of these leads forward, you need a team in each and every market. And it's just, you know, we were just kind of, we got all these leads, but we couldn't do anything with them because we couldn't chase them all down. We couldn't get the contacts we needed in the in the time frame that was necessary. And so it just kind of floundered. So I, I, I get where you're going. I like um, that you really do want to focus. Some uh, Some questions that kind of pop into my mind, what's unique about your story is that you didn't... Um, like you understood that you needed to invest in a niche in your in your you know in a market but instead of choosing the market that you were in um, wherever that was at the time you decided to move to a different market which is something you know not a lot of people do you chose Florida great market to move to um 
So when you first got there, kind of take me through the process. How did you go about getting your you, yourself set up? How did you start, you know, in, in um, getting yourself into the market of real estate wherever you decided to go? This is a story of action taking. <laughs> it was massive, massive action. And I'll walk you through some of the things that I did. Of course, with the podcast, it's an easy icebreaker for people. So immediately we started the podcast. So what that did is I can now reach out to guys that are worth a half a billion dollars who own 10,000 units and say, hey, uh, I got the Florida Multifamily Investing Show. I'm looking for a great guest. Do you know any? Who doesn't want to talk about themselves? So that <laughs> gave me access, first of all, to people that I probably wouldn't have gotten a meeting with initially any other way. And the show gives us access where we interview operators who properties we want to buy. So it's a no-brainer to create deal flow from the show where I can get these these operators on the show and interview them. And we have gotten deal flow from the show. So that number one, that was creating a platform. It sounds cliche, but I think a lot of people want to do it. They do it and they give up. Yep. And and so here's some of the things we did to make sure that we weren't going to give up. <laughs> Number one is we have a, a system and a machine for everything that we do. I mean, all good, all problems in life can be solved with a system. <laughs> 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 and uh, and that was probably one of the big mistakes. I learned that in the second business failure I had is that it was not systematized. It, it bled cash out of places that I you know, really didn't realize that were there and it was a lack of systems. And so Michael Gerber wrote the E-Myth, really preaches working on the business, not in it, creating systemization. And so that, that was important. So we moved here. I like, I don't know anybody. What are we going to do? Start a podcast, start interviewing people. Then we started driving around to properties. And when I joined the apartment associations, I can meet the area managers and the property managers and all the decision makers that control these assets. So I paid the money, joined the associations. Now I can network with people that are my co-members. See, when you reach out as a fellow member of an association, it's not like a cold call where they're like, who the heck is this guy? I don't know. You click. I can reach out to them and say, hey, we're both members of the Bay Area Apartment Associ Owners Association. Hey, you know, I'm going to be um, coming around your property, your, your area. Would, would you mind just me stopping in and let's just chew the fat for a few minutes? And that led to some extremely valuable intelligence that I could not get any other way. Yeah. So that was step two. Step three was then sort of scaling that outside of just the podcast and trying to have meaningful conversations with decision makers, both investors, uh, syndicators, guys that have been in the business a long time. See, I, I didn't want to hook my wagon to necessarily, you know, uh, somebody that's new coming in. I had to sort of learn from guys that have been experienced. And so I reached out to, went to the NMHC website. You can look at the top 100 syndicators in the country Several of them are in Florida. I reached out to them and you know, most of them said, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you, help you out any way I can. And because I'm a veteran, you know, I'm sure that, you know, that helped and, you know, they were sympathetic to me and wanting me to be successful. So those are some of the things I did to, to really sort of put rock and fuel on the, on the process. Nice. No, I love it. And I, I mean, I, it's amazing, um, you know, having started this this podcast, the one we're talking on right now, it's very meta. Uh, it's crazy how much... Um, kind of uh, credibility 
a podcast can give you or any platform that you start because it shows people that you know you're in it um you're a voice in the area and so even i've I've seen it even with sellers um you know i'll be talking with them on the phone and then i send them an email which has my little my little Mm -hmm. tagline in it says check out the podcast and they're like oh you have the podcast blah 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 and so it is it you know a podcast specifically i'm sure there's other um, platforms out there but they really do help uh, set up your credibility when you're talking with when you're networking and talking with sellers so love that you started with that one um and then you jumped into the association and i like that you kind of use that to connect with other people because whenever we hear from strangers it's always an us versus them kind of mm-hmm. mentality that we try to put people in and if you uh, if you can show them that you are on the us side you are on the you know you're on their side breaks those barriers down instantly. And now you have a friendship. Now you can start talking about business. Um, so it sounds like, I mean, your main point when you got into the into the market, into the geo-niched area that you wanted to start in, it was all about creating relationships. It was all about networking, finding the people who uh, who were movers and shakers and um, you know getting into their, their ear. And then you turned your attention, you started to systematize your business. I like that you said that because man, it is hard to run a business without systems. I've learned that for too many years. It sounds like you did too. You really got to systematize, get things well oiled in order to uh, to to move forward and not you know pull your hair out. Yeah, and, and Gabe, I'll I'll explain another. So I do probably fifteen to twenty Zoom calls a week, and those are with pretty qualified passive investor leads. And so we have this pretty big machine that runs in LinkedIn and spend a lot of time and effort and money tweaking it. And, uh, you know, depending on the copywriting that you use, we're, we're getting about a 30% connect rate on that initial connection. Then we run them through a sequence and a funnel. And then depending on how they qualify themselves and if they jump through the hoops, they can eventually get to me on a call. Well, by the time they show up to that, that initial call, you know, they're probably about a six out of 10 seven out of 10 on the, on the qualification scale. So in terms of systemization, you know, I, I obviously I need to spend my time with people that are fairly well qualified. If I'm talking to 20 people a week that are not qualified, that's not a great use of my time. And I'll even go one step further. We wanted to take a very scientific approach to the investment thesis here in central Florida and so, you know, I'm a, I'm a recovering engineer. So, you know, I've got this kind of engineering <laughs> background. I got it, you know, I, my, my brain just thinks like this. So we went and built a custom database of every property that fits our criteria. So we started from the ground up. Like a lot of guys will be like, well, I like Charlotte or, you know, I like Atlanta or I like Orlando. And we wanted to take the different approach. Start with, no, what's the criteria and show me every property that fits that. So we scraped the data from the county tax rolls, Google Earth, a lot of proprietary databases that I probably shouldn't give out here on this uh, episode, (laughs) and built a database. So there are 632 properties in our market, which is basically Bradenton and Tampa on the south and Jacksonville on the north. There are 632 properties that fit our investment criteria. 632. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the market. Yep. And now, of course, that gives me an even better advantage because I can now shoot with a rifle rather than a shotgun. And that's how we know who we want to target to bring on the show. That's how we know who we want to target when we go to the apartment associations. That's So it just, it, it's just a flywheel that, that once that flywheel has started spinning, it's very hard to stop it. And that's the way we're trying to put the chokehold on the central Florida market. You know, in five years, you know, we want to, 
we want every property to trade and we got to know about it. And that's, that's the goal. So that, that's sort of the other inside baseball. And I, uh, I just want to repeat one thing you said, um, the number that you gave out 632. I mean, if anybody's listening, watching, and you're in the, you're in the weeds, you're marketing, I'm sure, I mean, I know at one point I was reaching out to 2000, 2000 leads a month, um, in just random areas. And that's just, you know, individual leads, Mike, you're focused on 632 leads alone. And that's your entire focus. Think about how, I mean, you just said it shotgun versus a sniper rifle. You're just going in there. You're going for the individual leads that are in your market. So, um, I mean, I really like that. I like that strategy. With that said, though, I'm sorry. I got to push us into the quick question round. I, I love <laughs> what ahead. we're doing, but, uh, but <laughs> we've already good. passed the 20 minute mark and, <laughs> and we're going to, we got to be under 30. That's the goal for everything. So I'm going to push us. Um, I'm going to have you back on another, another episode so we can get deeper into this. Um, but right now we're going into quick questions. It always starts with books because I am a big bookie. Uh-huh. So why don't you give me two book recommendations? <sighs> One for real estate and then one for general life wisdom. Okay. I read about a book a week, so I am a voracious reader. I just got done reading Gates of Fire. It is the true story, the battle of Thermopylae between Persia and Greece. If you watch the movie 300, that's what this is about, but it goes a lot deeper. That should be really read as a personal growth mindset and business strategy book. It's thick. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a thick read, but I think the, your listeners will get a lot out of it if they're into personal development. And I've, I had a billionaire tell me that if he could recommend one book to give to people to build empires, that would be it. Gates so, of fire. Gates really? Of fire. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to uh, check that out. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, I just, uh, recently finished obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's another good one. Um, I'm in the middle of, um, mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, she popularized the fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Most people have heard of that, but maybe what they haven't heard of is she gives some pretty tactical ways to apply that in the book and how to maybe help turn people from a fixed to growth mindset. So I, I found a lot of value in that. I'm also reading a book called flow right now. So it's, uh, you know, just trying to, figure out how to put the right, um, you know, state of mind in a, in a place in, in mindfulness. And, and, uh, and so, I, you know, there's probably a few others in there that are on my bookshelf. I'm looking over it to right now. Oh, I'm reading a book on fasting. Oh, I got to tell you about this. Okay. <laughs> I know we're late, but let me just, it's all good. Keep going. I, I, so my wife and I have committed to really digging and delving into fasting. I won't go through all of it. Um, my wife and I are devout Christians. So from a religious standpoint, it's it lines up with our faith. But from a personal fitness, health, finances mindset, it is probably the single best thing that I've done over the last 12 months. And there's huh. a, I'm reading a book by um, uh, Mr. Last Name Franklin. The book is entitled Fasting. So um, we're about halfway through it now. So that's another good one. No, that's, that's interesting. I've heard a lot about intermittent fasting. Um, I've tried it myself. I I wasn't, didn't have enough discipline at the time to actually put it into a, you know, a real habit, but I've heard good things. So maybe I'll have to have to check that one out. And I liked all the other book recommendations uh, you gave, except for the gates of fire and the fasting one. I read them all. And those, those are all really, really good books. So, uh, so good recommendations. Um, We're going to move on to the next question. And this one is uh, shoot. I lost the page. There it is. All right. This one's for your younger self. <laughs> so Mike, go back to your younger self, the, the, the guy who wasn't even in the military yet, 
bright eyed, didn't have any experience in real estate. Go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. It's a great one. One piece of advice that I would give my younger self would be to be extremely intentional with your goals and your goal setting, both in your personal and your business life. I became fortunate to have a mentor that really beat that into my head later in my life. And, and had I known it earlier in my life, it, it would have been even better. So, so be, just be extremely intentional about goal setting and, and really just make sure you're playing, you know, conditioning your mind in the right way. This is all about a mindset game, real estate, multifamily real estate is all about mindset and just making sure you have the right mindset. And, and it's your mind needs to be trained. Either you're going to train it, it's going to train you one of the two. Yep. Nope. Couldn't have said it better myself. I love that. So be intentional. Um, and the next one kind of piggybacks on that. You've already kind of touched on it a little bit, but going into habits here, um, you know, habits are the foundation of our life. If you could point to one habit that you feel kind of contributes the most to your overall wellness, um, well-being, happiness, success, all that stuff, what would that habit be? Unconditionally, my morning routine, without a doubt, I can empirically prove what it has done for me. So I get up at 4.40 every morning. I work out at the gym. I, this is the exact my routine about every day. This is what it is. Wake up, gym, uh, th- three days a week, it's resistance training. Th- three days a week, it's cardio. Come home, uh, eat breakfast, do a devotion. From there, I do 20 minutes of creative visualization. And from there, I write in my uh, gratitude journal. I, d- I write three things I'm thankful for. I write my three goals for the year. I'm writing those every day. So I, I reprime my brain every day on the three goals for this year. Uh, and then I um, um, uh, go into a little bit of uh, you know hydration and stuff. And, and then I start my day. That's three hours. That whole thing takes two hours and 50 minutes basically every day. So that's, that's my morning routine. I love it. Morning routines are crucial. I've, uh, I haven't been extremely, um, diligent with mine recently, but, uh, but I can attest that once you get it locked in a morning routine will definitely give you more than it get it takes. So, um, moving on and we are into the place. Uh, this is almost a redundant question because I know what you're going to say, but I always like to ask guests, you know, what area in the United States right now are you super excited to invest in? Yeah, obviously that that's Florida. And, and I will, I, maybe just for this question, I'll go a little deeper. So South Florida, we don't do because the cap rates are too low. A lot of the institutional money from Central and South America invest there. So now that leaves Central North Florida. Well, Central North, Central Florida, the I-4 corridor has gotten pretty competitive. Uh, we, we just submitted a $27 million offer on a, on a 212 unit deal in Tampa. And it's very, they're going to get a lot of offers on that property. So that basically means now that takes us North. I think over the next two to five years, we're extremely bullish on North central Florida. That would be Jacksonville, Gainesville, Tallahassee. Now Tallahassee has obviously been impacted uh, from the global pandemic because it's very, um, co- collegiate base, but, but we're, we're very bullish on there. We're trying to spend time and money building better relationships in the central, the North central Florida market. So, so that's, that would be my answer for that. Perfect. I love it. Um, and then the last question, this one's for the guests. You've given us a lot 
of uh, good things to think about, especially when it comes to really niching down your market. So I'm sure there's people out there who would like to reach out to you. And I also understand you have a, a small gift that you can give people. So what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, Gabe, for having me on the show, by the way. It's a lot of fun. The best way is to roll over to our website. Our new website uh, launches here in a couple of weeks. So by the time this is published, uh, the website should be out. It's floridamultifamilygroup.com. I'll spell it. flmultifamilygroup.com. And we have created a free giveaway to just get people educated about the Florida multifamily market. Whether you invest with us or not is totally secondary. We want to lead with value and uh, serve people in a, in a way that's educational. So we created the Florida Multifamily Investor Kit. It's got 297 bucks worth of the best content you're ever going to find about Florida multifamily investing. It's got merchandise, product. It's got uh, a book, t-shirt, a whole bunch of content, a sample deal package in there. Uh, we pay for the kit. All the all the listener does is take care of shipping. And uh, to go straight to that link, that is floridamultifamilygroup.com slash kit. So that's flmultifamilygroup.com slash kit. And again, you don't have to invest with us. Whether It would just be good, valuable to you, to the listener to, to, to take advantage of it. And if they want to go invest with somebody else, we're cool with that too. Perfect. No, I love it. That sounds like a good thing to jump on. So if you guys are interested in the Florida market, make sure and check it out. I will put that link in the show notes as well. So if you see the little more in the description, click that bad boy. It'll pop down the full description and in there, you can find the link Florida multifamily group. That's flmultifamilygroup.com backslash kit. Awesome. Well, Mike, again, thank you very much for hopping on the show. It's been a pleasure having you here. Totally enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Gabe. Really appreciate it. All right. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason that we do this. So we appreciate having you here. If you have any questions at all, reach out to us, therealestateinvestingclub.com. Other than that, hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed putting it on and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can apply in your own investing today in the field. Before you go, we have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to invest, take your investing to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on our website. This ebook, ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance a deal with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I am throwing in a bundle of bonuses, seven of them to be exact. The first one will be the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating wealth in real estate. The second bonus is the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools, systems, and even the vendors we use to see the success that we do. And the third bonus is the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which is which will give you the exact keywords we use to target motivated sellers online using PPC ads. 
The fourth bundle is, or the fourth bonus is our contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all the contracts we use in the field to execute all different types of transactions. After that is the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. This is a lot of of bonuses that I said. I'm just going to keep going down the list. Number six is the investor's daily success tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And the last bonus is the wholesalers template for quick assignment cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. Whew, that is a bundle. So it's a mouthful. You get all of those bonuses for free when you download the ebook. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you're interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page to take advantage of that deal. And with that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.